Check mic one. Check mic two. Mic three. Uh, check mic four. Get to see everyone. All I want for Christmas. No, you don't. What is that? Yeah, what are you doing? Guys, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday rush. Like, it's it's that time of year. Guys, Thanksgiving? Dude, it's Christmas time. No. No, it's Thanksgiving. No, no, you idiots. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is Oktoberfest. Let the beers flow. Oh, I, think you're, I, I think you're wrong, because when I was out in East Texas, I swear I saw this, they had Santa Claus already out in the uh, hall, in the hardware store. Santa Claus was there, Brad. Already? How do you think he remains jolly with all the children? He's drunk. It's Oktoberfest. It, it clocks. Makes it makes sense. Well, in that case, let's get Ladies drunk. Ladies and gentlemen, please silence your cell phones and kindly shut up for our feature presentation. Shut the f- Welcome everybody to Brews Reviews, the podcast that is already two beers in. And guys, I'm so excited to say this. Welcome to year three of Oktoberfest, our yearly ode to the horror movies that made us all. My name is Avery, I'm your DD, here alongside with my co-host. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves and tell the lovely listeners about what you're sipping on. I, per usual, sipping on my trademark Pepsi and uh, I'm excited to talk about these horror movies. Sweet. Uh, buddy here, uh, all the way out from Los Angeles, sunny Los Angeles, where it is 82 <coughs> degrees in October. Poof. Thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, getting my holiday drink on early, uh, but not too early because I have work tomorrow. Uh, so I am drinking a mixture of a ginger beer soda with cream soda. It tastes like butterbeer, basically from the Harry Potter franchise. So um, it's really good. And if you want the drunk version, it's just uh, cream soda with butterscotch uh liqueur so uh this is like the uh i don't know non-alcoholic version of it it's so. the pg version it is Boo. just like today's film Boo. that's well, chris all for me <laughs> oh, i thought avery was from the series okay i'll go avery yeah, already I did i did. went bro yeah I start, oh, I'm the DD. I start this off. <laughs> I'm not paying attention already, and I'm sober. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a long dude. night. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we'll announce something in a little bit. There's real scary stuff going down. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it's Chris. Uh, a dude with too many nicknames that I don't remember. Uh, I personally like Squatch Daddy. Um, for my coworkers listening to this, if you ever play me on any kind of game, I, I'll use Squatch Daddy. Just a met or Stud Jackson. Stud Jackson's the other one I really like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's one important one. There is. Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah. I'll remember all the other ones at some point, maybe. Mm-hmm, maybe, mm-hmm. probably not. Let's be yeah. real here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's Redneck and Yanasha. We will, one day, we will have that down. One day, one day. One day. One day. What am I drinking? Beer. Well, what, what kind of beer, Chris? This is, beer this, 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 this is the high holy holiday of beer. Yeah, uh, it's a Dester King Nuclear Fission. Ooh, Fusion. That sounds good. 
Yeah. It has stuff in it and it tastes good. That's all you need to know. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. My name is Brad. I am the designated drunk of the group, and throughout this podcast, you will hear this noise. What, what up? I'm Brad, and I'm live streaming here from Alcoholics Unanimous. It's anonymous. <laughs> Longest one to date. Uh, and every time you hear that noise, that would normally mean that I've opened another beer and am one step closer to falling into a witch's brew. However. During Oktoberfest, we are doing all four episodes back to back to back, which means I'm trying to save my liver. So when you hear that noise, that either means I have opened the beer for the next episode or a water. Dasani. <laughs> I want to live. Okay. Yo, what, Dasani? Okay. Man, you Yo, by episode Anyways, four, we are going nah. to be gone. I got, I got some <laughs> Kirkland. I got some Kirkland water. Okay. Um, anyway, you can afford, li- hold on. You can afford canned water, man. You fancy. Hey, I, I if we were gonna do this, you should have got you some liquid death. Ah, oh, damn! Man. Didn't think of that. Anyway, speaking of uh, people that we want sponsoring us, liquid yeah. death. What's up? Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, today I am drinking, uh, well, for this episode, I am drinking uh, from New Trail Brewing. I am drinking Zombies Are People Too. It is a pumpkin ale <laughs> brewed with maple syrup, vanilla, and pumpkin spices. And they actually have three different zombie beers out, and I could only find two of them. So the next episode, I will drink the other one that I was able to find. I could not find the third one. But it, it's pretty good. Uh, I will say New Trail is a pretty solid brewery out where I moved to. Um, they are not the local brewery I tend to go to, but they're kind of, you can find them anywhere. Pretty good beers. Um, but speaking of pretty good beers, I'd like to be able to buy more. It is Oktoberfest. I need a Stein to drink this out of. So, uh, Chris, who might our sponsors be? First off, Liquid Death, sponsor us. Your water's awesome. That is, that is, a, good, awesome. That is a good water. Mm-hmm, it is some very good water. Just saying. By the way, oh, yeah. uh, the liquid death sparkling water and some lime. It's really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Really good. Uh, speaking of we, people who want sponsoring, guys, uh, I don't know, spices? <laughs> Not saying I, I didn't want to say like I forgot about spices, but yeah, I, I love But, but you that. know what though? That makes sense because mm-hmm. Tabitha Brown got with McCormick and she just released her own vegan spice called Sunshine. And mm. let me tell y'all, it's good. And you ain't got it is it is very good. You ain't gotta tell nobody it's in your food because that's your business. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna leave it at that. I can't top that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Well, Chris, thank you for our sponsors <laughs> for this week. As you can uh, tell, I, we really planned this out. Oh, yeah, we sure did. Um, so, guys, we uh, as, we, as, everything. as we stated, it is the most wonderful time of year for us. It is Oktoberfest. And per Oktoberfest, I have sent our lovely intern, Olivia, out to do some um, on-the-spot uh, research. And, yeah, o- Olivia's been working in the background. Um, she is. She, that, that, <laughs> She earns she earns her non-existent paycheck. So who knows? We may be hearing from her on a trip to Salem, or uh, you know, on some trip to some Midwest town where an entire high school was murdered. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. But that being stated, guys, uh, we have four movies going for this Oktoberfest per usual, and um, as usual, we always have one horror movie that's always a little different, a little bit more out of the ordinary than others. 
So for this week, the Brew Dude is going to be covering 2022's Hocus Pocus 2. But before we get to that, this is your spoiler warning. Everything we say from this point forward can and will be a complete and total spoiler about this movie. So thus, if you have not watched it and this movie just came out like two days ago um, as of this recording, please pause the podcast, go and watch it and come back. We'll wait. You back? Good luck. <laughs> well, if you chose to ignore our warning, it's your own damn fault. So, Hocus Pocus 2 is about how three young women accidentally bring back their sinners and sisters to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. The world may have been free of Winifred, Mary, and Sarah and the fear they invoked in all of us. But what happens when you mess with the magic? It messes back. So, real quick, before we really get into this, there's something that somebody said, and I wanted to get y'all's opinion on Okay. Because mm. in my opinion, it made my ass laugh. Um, they said Hocus Pocus 2 is a shittier Hocus Pocus with more melanin. Oh. Oof. You know what? I actually agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I was about to say, because that's going to come to our... Well, we're going to come to our summary in under 90 seconds. Uh, Brad, you know what to do. Hit that timer. And it's only going to take me about 10 seconds. And go. Um, a virgin lights the black flame candle again, but this time it's a black virgin. She also turns out to be a witch. She fights the witch. comes down to the power of sisterhood and um, friendship in the movie. Yeah, 11 that's seconds. Pretty that's pretty good. <laughs> that was... I will, yeah. So... I will say this, going into this movie, th- before we, because we're going to shit on this movie quite you know, okay, a lot. Before, okay, before you get into this, I will say this, we were tech doing the group chat, I did not watch this movie first, and so I saw all of y'all's reactions, mm-hmm. so I came in expecting, don't expect a, a, a whole lot. lot from it. Mm. Yeah. With that mm-hmm. being said, um, what's up with Disney and really stupid dance numbers? Yeah, they filter the force. So I'm going to put it this way. You never go full Disney. And Hocus Pocus 2 went about as Disney as you get. It was Descendants with Witches. Um, <laughs> so witches, like, witches I will say that with it's the, the, Disney, it's the Disney movie where it's like all the, the children of like the famous Disney villains are all at a high school together and there's musical numbers. So, I haven't seen it. Oh, I just know of musical. it. It's, it's basically a high school musical, but, but with Disney villains. It really and truly is. It basically is almost high school musical. And there's like three um, of them. They made three of these movies. So so this is what I want to say on. about this about this movie. Before we like totally trash on it. It was a fun nostalgia bomb if you just want a nostalgia bomb. If you just yes. want a nostalgia bomb, it's fine. But as a movie, no, no, no. It was it was, I would rather just watch the original Hocus Pocus. Because the original Hocus Pocus also had like good bits of adult humor in it and a lot of the humor that they did have in this movie they just kind of tried to force it yeah i can see that it it was and like come on they they replaced i put a spell on you they changed i put a spell on you to one way or another mm-hmm. that that those one of these things is not like the other like okay <laughs> I, I actually want to talk about that because that was one of my biggest gripes and i was, was watching this movie with my wife and i was just saying like Okay, you choose one way or another. I was like, why couldn't you just have redone I Put a Spell on You? Because they they, they took yeah. me... Or, or Black Magic Woman. Yeah, it could have been anything. I don't really care. But one <laughs> way or another? Really? And, and also, and look, every time I hear one way or another, I just think of the Rugrats movie. 
Uh, I can see that. A superior film. <laughs> yeah. Man. But here's the thing, right? I I don't have a problem with the fact that they decided to shoehorn more musical numbers into this because it's Met, it's Bette Midler. She gets whatever the hell she wants. Um, yeah. That being stated, though, when I say you never go full Disney, you never go full Disney. And this film, like as Brad was pointing out, goes full in Disney because they choose to go in the route that all Disney films have been been subject to because of the edict from Disney, where your villains can no longer actually be villainous. They have to be in some area of black and white because the children and their characters can never actually be in danger. There can never be any actual terror. And that was the thing about the original Hocus Pocus is yes, it was a Disney film, but it was a Disney film made in like 1992, put out in 1993. So they were able, they were able to actually try to scare you. Um, Mm -hmm. Because let's be real, the beginning of the original Hocus Pocus, that was creepy. Oh, um, when, yeah. And when Sarah's like luring the kids in with her song, that is terrifying. And that's and what was missing here, I imagine. Yeah. You know I what was terrifying, though? Mm. Sarah Michelle. Not Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm. She's terrifying. Bro, them <laughs> eyebrows was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I've seen the original Hocus Pocus, so I came in really blind. And so Wait, I felt like what? I was, yeah, I know. Pause this I podcast. Know. I know. Bro, I know. what? This is my this is my spoiler warning. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold, hand over the nineties kid card. Hand it over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is, I just so... never got a chance to see it. I never It is saw on it. every channel every Halloween for thirty one straight days. It is just totally skipped by me somehow every time. I maybe this Halloween I'll watch it. I have no incentive to watch it after watching the second one because no, I'm not really sure. No, you need to watch it. You need to watch it. You need to know what I'm missing out on. Well, it's a good movie. Okay, good so movie. the first one's good. Okay, okay, that tracks. So yeah, so I guess this, it wouldn't make a second one if the first one was bad. Yeah, yeah. This is one thing that I, I do want to point out with this film. I, I get what you're saying, Avery, about the villains need to be villains. I do. I did appreciate like giving them a little bit more incentive than just evil for the sake of evil. I did appreciate that, but they like kept trying to shove different things in your face to the point where when it finally got to the end. And again, uh, guys, uh, season zero style. F- you. Um, but by the time it got to the end, and and she's like, but I don't want to do shit without my sisters. In the first movie, you were like, oh, I don't care about them. I just want to be immortal. And now all of a sudden they're like, "Eh well, here's here's the other thing. And and this is we're going to go real deep in the spoilers territory here. So this movie takes place. We did warn them. Yeah, we did warn you. So obviously in the first movie, you like the black, the Max likes the black flame candle. We'll talk about Max and Alice and all those characters and how they're left out of this. Um, Yeah. Well, apparently Max, he doesn't he doesn't uh, act anymore. Yeah, no, no, it's mm. fine. But the That's fact that you don't even mention these characters anymore. Yeah, like the, like, the only mention the they got was supposedly they came back yeah. twenty yeah. years supposedly ago. Supposedly a virgin lit a black mm. flame candle. Anywho, so in the original Hocus Pocus, Max, a virgin, lights a black flame candle, brings back the bring back the Sanchez sisters who need to make this witch's brew so they can consume the souls of children in order to survive and have to do it before sunrise. Here, a virgin. Again, lights the black flame candle, a second black flame candle. But instead of doing the witch's brew, they want she needs to gather the materials for the spell that will make her the mightiest witch ever. However, what this movie seems to do, however, it seems to retcon the fact 
that her sisters are witches too. Like, it, this movie seems to, like, gloss over the fact that these two other women can somehow make brooms and, and hoovers fly. <laughs> it's like, I, I will say this. I didn't like that callback where in the original film, after their brooms were stolen, uh, one of them got a broom, the other one got a mop, and one of them got a vacuum. And then they just updated that where she got a broom, a Swiffer wet jet, and then the little, <laughs> the little freaking Roombas. Yes. That far, I was like, okay, that's okay, that's a laugh. Yeah, well, see, <laughs> the that's Roombas where the, were the best actors in this film. They, they really were. <laughs> um, and then that, that, not the secretary from Veep. Oh yeah, Tony Hale. He played and the mayor. Or, uh, I, I, I actually, the, I, I will say, I for think him was Jolly Green Jizzface. <laughs> I think that the, <laughs> the cast actually did a pretty good job at, at like their. <laughs> They they acted their hearts into this. Oh no! And I, I will I'm say sure that the, the cast did sure very well, and uh, I'm sure the writers enjoyed it because you know again this is a nostalgia bomb for a lot of people, um, and I'm sure the writers had fun with it. It's just there was something that did not work, and it's like they were just trying to force this nostalgia into you, and that was all they had to save the film, and that didn't that it didn't work. Anyways, uh, also, what's up with, like, the magic shop? Yeah, so... Yeah, I was very curious about that. I wasn't sure if that was something I missed from the first movie. All right, so or just in, in, the, well, in the original the movie, movie, that's the Sanderson sisters' old house. Uh, that is their house. It was house. a museum. It, it was a museum before dedicated to the Sanderson sisters, and it had been shut down for years. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. Because, like, weird stuff would always happen there, which it turns out it was actually Zachary Binks, the black cat who was actually inhabited by the spirit of a Quaker boy who was guarding the black flame candle so that a virgin would not stupidly light it and bring back the Sanderson sisters. That tracks. Which is that why tracks. we got the jokes about cobweb and we kind of kept They're seeing the cat. tails. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. speaking of which, if there's any place a virgin would be at, it would be a magic shop. You know... That's a good point. That's a very you know, good point. It, it, it makes <laughs> sense. Also, my wife pointed this out, right? So when we get to the beginning of the movie... Obviously, we have the whole scene where it gives us the Sanderson sisters' backstory, where Winifred, when she turns 16, is supposed to marry this, this boy. She doesn't want to marry him because uh, the church is forcing her. And then when she tells the pastor no, they decide to kick her out of town and basically kidnap her sisters. And then after that, you know, they meet uh, the they meet Rebecca from uh, <laughs> from Ted Lasso yeah, playing like the checks. hottest witch in God's green earth. <laughs> she can put my soul on display. <laughs> That's a, mm, mm. Uh, I don't. I don't. Will she yell shame at you too? I don't. I don't. I don't care. That woman is six foot. I can climb. Uh, I think. Just, or crap, buddy. Uh, buddy's no. the only one that would get that reference. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> you, have to, you probably don't have to cut it out. Then. Yeah, I don't even know. But anywho, after we meet her, we get fast forward to the present day. Christ Almighty. Um, where. We meet our we meet our new witch. Um, one, I will say, hey, good on you, Disney, uh, young black witch. Hey, let's go with that. That's awesome. Uh, and then my wife was also trying to figure out what ethnicity her best friend was supposed to be. She was like, I don't, oh, yeah. I can't tell if she's Asian or she's Hispanic. But she's like, I like her either way. <laughs> Ethnically <laughs> Maybe ambiguous. Maybe we split the difference and go Filipino. 
Just there we go. Just, <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> God making Filipinos like. <laughs> uh, but anywho, also, whenever they introduce the third member of their quote unquote coven, because spoiler alerts, that's what they are at the end of the movie, they are a coven. When they introduce the other friend into the story, their interaction, I think, and this is just me and. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, any member of our audience that is part of the uh, LGBTQ plus community will let us know. I kind of felt like that was kind of like queer baiting because it kind of made it seem like their interaction was like that was like a girl she really liked and or like it was like an yeah. ex-girlfriend. Like that interaction yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like they I can definitely see that. Um I can see it like kind of both ways. Like that's an ex friend because mm-hmm. they are saying like this is one of her best friends from like a little yeah. little little kid. And then that's what so, I figured it was because it's Disney and Disney will never be progressive and have a gay character. Yeah, um, well, yeah. there's gonna well, tiptoe around the edges. They they mm-hmm. had um. I thought there was one on a t- one of their TV shows. Yeah, they they had a gay ago. no they had a gay character in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, but they're no, they're 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 not outright gonna say this character is gay. That's Disney does not do that. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Right and, and they, they probably usually yeah. won't make it a main character. Yeah, for now, they are getting closer. One day they will go over that uh, ledge per se, but uh, one day. Over frozen Disney's dead body. Frozen Disney. Look, look, I'm just, <laughs> just going to break out of Disneyland. Like, look, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying at this point, I'm just glad they didn't form a band by the end of this movie because Disney loves doing to. that. Uh, to be the ascendance at this point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So my wife, we were talking about that interaction between the characters and one, we thought it was a little awkward Two, We couldn't tell what the interaction was, but as the movie progresses though, I will say that those young actresses, did a lot to um did a lot to actually move the plot forward because the the little interactions between them as as friends was interesting and it was it was cute and it was very heartwarming um especially when it comes to like the salt in the the walgreens because that the walgreens scene to me was probably one of the funniest scenes in the movie Uh, like like the first 30 to 15 minutes of this movie sort of entertaining and then it just it gets old really fast somehow i'm not sure where it goes off the rails but like sarah jessica parker showed up (laughs) (laughs) i I think it's yeah they i think the young actors they did a great job Mm. They, they they were really, really, you know, they conveyed their characters really well. They were likable and you could feel for them. Mm. And again, the whole cast acted their asses off. But yeah, some like after 30 minutes, it just like. It just, I, it, it just becomes Hocus Pocus one all over again, but just worse. <laughs> yeah, like, like, they, 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 they follow the beat structure beat for beat. It's there were a lot of points in this movie where they needed to pull back and think of something new. Yeah. Yeah. But they just wanted to pander to the millennial crowd, all of us, and be like, be like, oh, remember, they used to walk down the street like that and they would sing songs and people would dance until daylight and all this crap. And it's like, all right, but give me something new. Well, here's the thing, though. If 
if you're going to make the film to pander to the millennial audience, which is all of us, all of us are in our 30s. Like, sure. this, this, and let's be real, the, the people watching Hocus Pocus are not the children, not our kids. That, that Those are people not watching this film. It is, they made this movie for us. So this movie could have actually been a lot darker. Because what this mm-hmm. film does is, like I said, it goes full Disney. And it even takes out some of the darker elements of the original Hocus Pocus. Because they, they, they talk about book, because intentionally, in my, I pointed this out to my wife, they made book cuter. They made it look less menacing than it originally did. I think they got rid of the snakes on it, because there were snakes in the corners. There were snakes in the corners, the eye color uh-huh. was different, and they completely glossed over the fact that it's made of human skin. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, cool, but uh. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they didn't mention it at all. They're like, oh, it's cute. No, it's literally made of human flesh. Like, oh, wow. That's how it It's literally a book from the devil, and they didn't want to talk about that. Oh, it's like the Necronomicon or something. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the Necronomicon. Oh, okay. Um, would not want that around. And, and also, like I said, again, the whole point of going full Disney, and we're going to just jump ahead to the end because I, I want to talk about this. I... While I agree with Brad, I do kind of like that they give some ethos and pathos to Winifred. Well, why she is the way she is. I'm not why she is. But trying to humanize them didn't work for me. Because it's like, all of a sudden you want to be like, oh, well, they're just misunderstood. Um, are we just going to gloss over the fact that these bitches have been eating children for yeah, thousands yeah. of years? They made a lot of jokes about that. Just like, like when they met Rebecca in the woods. Oh, you, you're different from the other children I've eaten. Met. <laughs> and they just like made a joke out of it. And I was like, oh. Yeah. All right. Cannibalism. Yeah. They, they totally could have made this darker. They could have made it more like Hocus Pocus 1. And they fucking should have. They, they could have gone in the black comedy route. Like, guys, as one, one of the films we're going to be covering Richard later in October, this is the movie Tragedy Girls, which is straight up black comedy. Um, we're also going to be covering Studio 666, which is black comedy. They could have gone that route, which is just like pitch black humor. Like, because the people, only people watching this movie can, are us. <laughs> you can still make a PG or PG-13 black comedy movie. Mm-hmm. It is possible. They just... I think that Disney is... I, I hate to, like, say use this... Uh, way of saying it but disney is is like just wants to tiptoe around anything controversial yeah and that's not what disney is i'm sorry i don't care what their new image is but that's not what disney was that's not what it has been i mean disney stories are freaking dark the, the actual original stories, Disney. the They're original right. stories, the Grimm Brothers tales are disturbing. Oh, not just that. I mean, freaking come on. Okay. Uh, this, all right, this bitch going to eat a poison apple. Um, <laughs> and then the only way to wake her up is through non-consensual kissing. Um, then <clears throat> my, my boy snapped here. <laughs> then, then you got this other bitch who just wants to have legs because she thinks a guy is handsome. Now she can't talk. She's a mute. Can't learn how to communicate. And really some she gave witch, up. Her, she gave up everything for a man. Literally gave up her identity for a man. And then some <laughs> sea witch is like, "Hey, look, he doesn't love you. He just thinks you're pretty." And but now, now the sea witch is the villain. No, the, Disney has always had that little bit of darkness and that little bit that they could have channeled into I, this I film. Mean, for and for Christ's sake, they killed Mufasa. 
Yeah. So traumatized. That was really Dude, sad. Dude, just killed him. They, ki- they killed him in front of... They they, they, yeah. they murdered him in front of his son. Stomped him. <laughs> yeah. That, that would not happen here. Mm-hmm. Someone just get hit with a Roomba Look, and like shake it off. Our entire generation is still traumatized. We saw... We saw... Yeah. Shadows of freaking Scar being eaten by hundreds of hyenas. Yeah. Yet, yet. Oh no! Don't talk about eating children. Uh, that's too. Gonna, that's okay. too bad. I mean, we okay, do, we do uh, need to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> I was gonna say the first like fifteen minutes of up. Oh, <gasps> right. <gasps> yeah. Pain. Yeah. We're gonna redo that. It's just gonna be four grown men crying. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? What there are there any redeeming qualities? I got one very small I, I, one there. I That's think the there idiot are a few. Boyfriend. I, I- yes, the idiot boyfriend was great. Uh, second especially breakfast. that that end part where he's like, "I was just saying it." Wait, that's a meme. <laughs> Oh God! I have so many people to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I—we were talking about that. I was like, we actually really liked that he actually was a good guy. Like he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. He, just, he just didn't understand that he yeah. was being mean. Yeah. Chemistry class where she's like trying to curse him. It's like I said, hell, Seton. It's vegan. Food. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Like she was just like naming she, ve- vegan ingredients. Like it was, it yeah. was hilarious. But I, I actually liked how lovable his character was because he wasn't a bad guy. Like yeah. and he was it's just, just an idiot. He was yeah. He was just an idiot. Like a um, Saint Bernard. I actually. So I will say this: they sorry, did do a little bit of like kind of twisting a historical thing that actually happened in Salem for this movie. Um, so in Salem during the witch trials, there was a, a guy who was murdered by being crushed to death under stones. And while he was being crushed to death, they kept giving him the opportunity to renounce the devil and all this stuff. And he said, no, no, no. And then before the final stone was put on him, he said, I curse the town of Salem and I curse the sheriff of Salem. And ever since then, this is true. The, every sheriff of Salem has had like some crazy mishap happen to them. That is so they kind of used that, but they did it more of the mayor's bloodline. Mm-hmm. That was smart. So yeah. they kind of used a little bit of historical context, which I thought was cool, and I'm going to give that a redeeming quality. But you need to know that in order to kind of see that. Um, and the, another bit of redeeming quality for this, again, was the cast. They did a great job, and they really did bring these characters back, like the Sanderson sisters, like. They they were the Sanderson sisters again. It was awesome. They, they were. Um, I, I think the cast and little redeeming moments really helped this film. Yeah, when they first appeared, I got excited. I was like, the Sanderson sisters are back. What up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to give, for me, one of my redeeming qualities, even though I didn't like the accent change, uh, the physical comedy of Doug Jones as Billy Butcherson. That was Doug Jones. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking um, of like incredibly tall human beings. Yeah. yeah and so, right? you know, Buddy, Chris, and I have all met him. We met him at a Comic Con. And I remember I ended up sitting at his booth for like a good 10, 20 minutes just talking to him. This man just talked to me for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then as I was getting ready to leave, he stands up. He says, Hey, Avery, come here. And I'm like, Okay. And I walk over to him. He stands up to his full height, who's like 6'6. Six, six, yeah, and this man, and he hugs me. <laughs> and when I say this man palmed the back of my head to pull me into his chest, it's <laughs> like, You yeah, hug me. It's just like, <laughs> like, yeah, I've never scary. been manhandled by another man like that. I, 
also, I will say this. I did also like how they finally gave... They finally gave backstory on Billy. <laughs> we finally figured uh, out yeah. what <laughs> the, the jilted lover. He's like, you were her lover. No, <laughs> no, we shared one kiss. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love how they brought that back around. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the the accent. They give him like the British accent. Because I liked Billy Butcher's original accent, which is just like sort of like rough and gruff. But mm-hmm. I mean, I get why they went because they went with like a Quaker type type of vibe. Yeah. So I understand. Yeah, that's right. But yes, Doug Jones' physical comedy is always great. Yeah. The, the man's a master manipulating his own body to create just just great scenes. He really lost I his mean, hand in that one scene. That was really his yeah. hand. Just dislocated it and gave it to that guy. Yeah. And he snapped it right back I on. mean, the gentleman from Buffy. Who was the ape? Uh, ape Sapien. Sapien. Yeah. Yep. Someone else very tall. Squash he was Mayor Twitch Connors and Fallout Nuka Break. Was he ha- in the remake of uh, Dracula? Godzilla. Uh, I think so. Him? Let's let's see. The he's also the amphibian man in the Shape of Water. Yep. See, oh, hey, yeah, wait, yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah. Perfect, perfect beer for this. Zombies are people too, Billy. Billy is people too. Yeah, he's also <laughs> he's also the fawn in San, in Pan's Labyrinth, which is one of the creepiest films I've ever oh, watched. Yeah. Oh god, dude! You don't like the pale man? No, the, <laughs> no. Pan's <laughs> Labyrinth is the Yes, yes. Pan, okay. Pan's Labyrinth to this day still creeps me out. Oh, I love that he film. said it with his chest in broad daylight. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so real quick, because uh, pretty soon, I mean, I think the producers are giving me—they're giving me the ten. So we got about we ten producers. minutes before we, we have, have to like. Unfortunately, they only um, call Brad for some reason. Do we pay him? No, they pay us. No, yeah, <laughs> very where, little. Where? I, I think you guys hired. I think you, this is one of the people you guys hired on Fiverr without telling me. It's when you guys h- hired Oliver, who turned to be a crab person, who was eaten. Oh, that's right. Uh, man, uh, we ran out of car. We had to make garlic butter like three times that day, man. <laughs> anyway, so I, I am curious with you guys. So I know we've, we've definitely trashed on this film. But, like, if you had to choose one moment that was just, like, the worst, like, why the hell is <laughs> this the in this film? <laughs> oh, I no, I, I want to know the worst, and then oh, I, I want to know the best. I, I fast-forwarded through the, uh... What, what, what was that song? One Way or Another? Yeah. I fast-forwarded through that. I was about to say, that's my worst, too. Oh, the okay, one way good. or another. So I think we're on unanimous agreement. <laughs> are we? Are we? Are is this unanimous? The synergy here. Amazing. Oh. It, it was. It was horrible. I'm sorry. And I love Bette Midler. She can do no wrong in my eyes. That wasn't Bette. Bette Midler sang her ass off. Uh, that that one nit. That one nit. G. <laughs> that, that, that one nit. That song Speed. just didn't fit. No. It was like they tried to be. They tr- they tried to be relevant. It just no. It could. It should have just been. I put a spell on you, because then literally the entire audience is under a spell, and you would have made all your millennial fans super happy to hear Bette Midler sing "I Put a Spell on You." And don't get it twisted. Yeah. All of us were like two to three years old when the original came out. We didn't see it until we were like you know five or six years old. So it was already old by the time we saw it. But that movie and that song are still iconic to us. Oh, yeah. And that's what you made this film for. You made it for the people who grew up watching this movie. 
And so by putting in one way or another, just didn't fit the the feel of the Sanderson sisters. Granted, I will say, I did enjoy how the Sanderson sisters are just like, oh, we live for the stage. We want the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I did. I did, like my, I did. I did like when they first appeared and they're singing and they're running away. Like, who are they singing for? <laughs> you. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, that was creepy. That, like, that, I wish it carried creepy. that energy throughout, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. but one of the main one of the things that did keep this movie going was the little bits of callbacks to the original film. Yeah. So, uh, buddy, I know you haven't seen the original. You really do need to watch it. It's, yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah. So, the, like I said, the broom, where it was the broom, the mop, and the hoover, then it turned into the broom. The Then uh, one of the other callbacks that I really liked was the very end where the three girls are walking away, and they're, and they're walking doing... the way the Sanderson sisters would walk. That yeah. whole... Yeah. But, but also, I, do like, I do like how at the end they start laughing, like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they kind of, like, called it out. Yeah. Um, they did a lot of little things... But they could, wasn't done, enough. they could have done so much more. Yeah. And I, I, I do feel like this film, it could have also been a fact of too many cooks in the kitchen. I, I, I wonder if they had too many people trying to make it an iconic thing when in reality they should have just had maybe two or three writers on it. I can see Possibly. that. I, mm-hmm. For me, I think, I think there was a misstep in leaving out just even little bits about Max and then Allison. And yeah, Danny. they should have had that, some sort some, of call to yeah, them. Yeah, they should. I mean, and thing is, we also have to keep in mind, though, this is actually the second sequel script. The original sequel script for Hocus Pocus 2 was actually turned into a book because it got stuck in production hell. Yep. That's hilarious. Yep. And, and so, because the original was actually supposed to follow Max and Allison's daughter on Halloween night fighting the Sanderson sisters. And so that this, would have been awesome. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. if it was what what I think they should have done, even if they didn't go with that story, is they should have had Max and Allison's like child should have been one of the coven, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't have been revealed until the end. At least give us the nod that this is <laughs> Max and Allison's <laughs> daughter. Yeah. It would, you know, as, as much as we have, you know, kind of poo-pooed on the movie, um, it... For what it was, if you could just go into this watching this movie as someone who grew up watching Hocus Pocus and you just want that, like Brad said, if you just want that nostalgia ball, that's something it's, that makes you awesome. feel good and that reference back to your childhood, it's awesome. Um, but do not expect more than that. Yeah. You're not going in expecting that that this is going to be just as good as the original because I'm going to be honest with you, it's not. And I didn't even have that mindset when I went in. I was like, this is not going to be anywhere near as good as the original. Actually, uh, right after Ivy and I finished watching this, we had to watch the original. That makes sense. Because it was like, it gave me enough of that nostalgia where I was like, but I want to see what I remember. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and so it's, you know, it's it is one of those things... You know, I and also, you know, just because I know the producers are yelling at us now. um, I know that they gave us that little bit at the end with Cobweb guarding the black flame candle, too. Oh, Um, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it seems like they're they're opening the door for a number three. Disney, I'm talking to you now. Let it go. Let it die. Leave it be. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I I will say. 
I think that they can do a third one. Please but, don't. <laughs> but if they do a third, if they do a third one, they really need to look at that, make it a little bit darker, make it more like the original, and give us give us something new with it. They tried yes. too many things with this that just didn't. It was like they were throwing shit at the wall, and for mm-hmm. some reason, this shit wasn't sticking. But I feel like they, they, they used MSG. Think of it this way. I'm looking at this as like Jurassic World. Jurassic mm-hmm. World 1 was pretty damn good. Jurassic World 2 kind of sucked. And Jurassic World 3, not so bad. I think they can do that. I think it's possible for mm-hmm. them to have that parabola effect going on. Now, are they ever going to capture the 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 original? Absolutely not. No one can capture the original. The Sanderson so sisters in the original, that's perfect. But they they did leave it open, which I did like. Um, but they really need like a, uh, uh, an experimental audience, like yeah. let people, you know, hire people just to read the script or read the script to them so they can be like, and eh, now <laughs> just, <Yeah. no. laughs> I mean, I, I can see, I, I, I can see that though. It's, you know, it's one of the, Sorry. I feel like Hocus Pocus is one of those like guarded, uh, memories for for a lot of us, just like Hocus Pocus, uh, a Christmas story, uh, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. You know these these sorts of things that are instilled in us from our childhood that we we take on. Or Terminator Two. Every everybody who grew up in the nineties knows Asa La Vista Baby, and you know yeah. is it, it, just starts tearing up at the the sight of Arnold's melting arm in the the hot molten metal um, as it's stinking as it's sipping down. And so if they were planning on doing a third, which I pray they do not, you're, I, I think Brad is right. I think you have to, you're going to have to have some readers in there. Yeah. Like, and you know what? Let's, let's throw our hats in the ring. Disney, Mickey Mouse, listen to me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, if you, if you decide to do Hocus Pocus three, I will put my head in the ring. I will not be a writer for Hocus Pocus three, but I will be there to make sure you guys don't fuck it up. Yeah, what you need is for like beta readers or something like that, you know? No. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look, all you have to do, you don't you don't really have, you don't have to pay us. Pay us in beer. Yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> no, increase no, no. our pay beer us. budget and we're good. <laughs> we, will, we will actually like give it to you straight. And also one of the other things that I was missing was the raunchy comedy. There was so much yeah. raunch in the original where the the, the devil's they, house scene. They call me master. Uh-huh. Buddy's just so intrigued. confused right now. Oh, when, when you watch the original, you gonna know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, as, as an I adult. think I really do think. Um, uh, is it Sarah Jessica Parker, the the blonde? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was like everyone's childhood crush. Her oh, the blonde. She, oh. she was very attractive in the I original. I can see that. That's mm-hmm. right. um, yeah. as they called themselves. But I say they did my girl wrong with the eyebrows. I know. <laughs> well, that's why they had to bring in the mother witch lady because. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I cannot remember. I, she is Rebecca in Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, and I cannot remember her name. Um, uh, something. Uh, yeah. Let me let me see. Ted. Uh, I can find I can find her real fast. Um, yes, I'm very glad they brought her in. Um, just because she that woman is gorgeous. Uh, Hannah Waddingham. Oh yeah, yeah, she's great. She's excellent. Yeah, she, whatever she does. She's great, and she's her voice is beautiful. She's a beautiful singer. Yeah, she can uh, sing. Too. She could yell shame to you. <laughs> shame, Chris. Shame. Shame. shame on you, Chris. Shame on you. 
Anyways. Um, in anywho, well, guys, um, I think we we did a, a fair bit of, of criticizing this film. So I think it's about time we get to our deliberation. But before we do that, let's take a moment to hear about our Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. Hey, guys, it's Avery. Before we get to the deliberation, we wanted to take a quick second to tell you about our Patreon. It's no secret that running a podcast is an expensive and time-intensive endeavor. However, you can help us continue to bring you this show, as well as assist us in making it better by subscribing to our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you gain access to our entire listening catalog, including all of our old episodes, Patreon-exclusive episodes of our chill-out show, The Tavern, episodes of our Real Play Roleplay show, The Drunken Dungeon, and so much more. Patrons also gain access to special perks, such as early access to episodes whenever possible, gaining the ability to suggest what movie we review next, getting a shout-out in a future episode, and even adding to the ever-growing list of Christmas nicknames. You guys know you want to do that. We couldn't do this podcast without your support, and every little bit helps. So, if you like what we do and want to support us, consider subscribing to our Patreon. The link can be found in the show notes. Again, thank you guys for your support, and let's get back to the show. Chris! All right, everybody. Thank you for that. listening to this week's episode of Brews and Reviews. <laughs> uh, it is time for some uh, deliberation. The Brews and Reviews podcast does not rate movies based on how good they are, but whether how drunk you need to be to enjoy them. Uh, we rate movies on the scales of one to five beers, with one beer meaning that beer is simply for your own enjoyment, and five meaning you need all the beers to enjoy this film. Also, every season, each member of the Brews and Reviews dudes get exactly one zero beer review to help even out the score for movies that they particularly like. We still actually have. Four zero <laughs> zero beer reviews waiting, and we're in Oktoberfest, so we don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, we need but to watch that be- everything and they don't roll over. Oh, <laughs> they don't roll, and they don't roll over. Okay. But that being stated, guys, what did the Brews and Views dudes give 2022's Hocus Pocus two? I want to start with the person who is only getting into the franchise for the first time with this with this movie, yeah. buddy. What do you give this movie? Uh, I, I give it. Um... I guess like what four poisoned apples or four brews or something. <laughs> uh, four witches brews. Not exactly sure what uh, child esque beverage you could give ginger beer. Four ginger beers, I guess. You know, is, is ginger um, beer? Uh, is that a child's beverage or is that actual alcohol? No, I no, mean, it's a. It's, what a, I'm it's a soda. Is essentially a child's uh, beverage. It's, it's like it's a hard. It's a. It's a. Um, it's like a hard cider. Ginger. Ginger. No, hard cider oh, is hard alcoholic. Cider. Ginger oh, beer wow. is just a very, very ginger heavy. Uh, ginger. Uh, Root beer. Uh, what's it called? Uh, ginger ale. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. So, so like, you, imagine you, ginger ale, but like it tastes like you bit into a piece of ginger. Yeah, ginger ale bold. Yeah, all black all right, people know ginger ale. Um, <laughs> instead of going to the this doctor, is, this, we have ginger ale. <laughs> I have ginger ale. In my, I have ginger ale in my refrigerator right now. I have some ginger ale and some go lay down. With thimble of Robitussin. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there it is. Uh, yeah, uh, so I'm going to go with four. Um, I, uh, as Avery mentioned, uh, coming into this, I had no idea what to expect. Uh, I, I found the first 15 to 20 minutes sort of fun, but then after a while it sort of got old and redundant and uh, started to wait, wait on me. So um, I think we all were sort of in agreement at probably about the same point when they started the musical on stage when things sort of went off the rails there. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go with four for now. So um, yeah, that's my number. All right. Topher. Uh, I didn't do it. What do you give Focus Focus 2? It means he did. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like three shots and like a bit of apple juice. I don't know. Ooh, apple so, juice. so three. 
So a, a three or a three five or a four? What are we doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, three. It's a kids movie. Take it for what it is. Sarah could Jessica Parker scares me. <laughs> the, the fact that the fact that her eyebrows connected to her eye makeup scares me. <laughs> Brad. Yeah, so I'm on the fence between a 2.5 and a 3. So I, I'm just gonna give it a 3. Just because it I was expecting so much more. And I, I feel like I feel at Disney you you betrayed my trust. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three. It's definitely fun for a bit of nostalgia. You know, watch Hocus Pocus one, Hocus Pocus two. You know, maybe back to back have like a mini marathon. But really, it's not gonna be a movie that you're gonna go back to every Halloween. It's not no. like the original Hocus Pocus. So, yeah, um, I understand. So yeah, you know, I think th- actually think that that leads into mine pretty well. Um, I'm actually gonna give it a three point five. Um, just because I, I follow Brad and I respect, like, I think I follow both Brad and Chris that it's fine for what it is. Um, don't go into it expecting too much. And this is not going to be a film you're going to watch every year. It is not going to be one of those cultural films that continue to be involved in the pop culture zeitgeist for years to come. It's just not going to happen. Um, years are going to go by. We're still going to be watching Hocus Pocus one. We will forget about Hocus Pocus two. Um, but that being stated, you know, the actors did well, you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, poo poo their, 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 uh, their performances. So that being said, I will go with 3.5. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is, you know, as a nineties kid, I got to see the Sanderson sisters again, the original Sanderson sisters. And that's enough for me. Um, so Brad, what does that bring us to? So it'll give us a 3.37. So I think that just rounded up. Let's give it a 3.5 overall. All right. So guys, you heard it here. The Brew Dudes give 2022's Hocus Pocus 2 a 3.5 beer review. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for this week's episode. But before we send you guys out, we always like to send you out with something a little happy, a little bit of meaning for. So guys, I want to know about what you're geeking on. What's going on inside your lives outside the realms of film and cinema? I want to start with Chris. What are you currently geeking on, sir? <laughs> I got nothing. Do you have a favorite beer? Do you have a any uh, deer? The lights are on, but I'm like in Mexico. <laughs> you know what? We'll, 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 we'll come back. <laughs> you know what? We'll let Chris go on vacation, uh, buddy. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out what I can say and what I can't say. Um, I, I got a new job uh, this week that I'm really excited about. I also lost a job this week. So, you know, when one door opens, another has been closed. So it's one of those things where you take the good and the bad, the yin, the yang. So uh, it's been an interesting week. I will say that. Interesting month. I will definitely say that. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, you keep plugging away and you keep believing yourself and you'll find the thing that you're looking for. So, uh, to all those people out there that are closing one door and looking for the next door to open, um, just keep waiting on it and just keep knocking. As famous philosopher Naruto put it, Mm. believe it. All right. That's a bio. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was about to say dot the bio, even though that doesn't directly translate you know to bleeding. You know, don't ruin the logic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brad. Yeah, uh, so I've been just existing. <laughs> I've been working on uh, trying to get, uh, like, boost my resume a little bit. So I've been uh, taking a online uh, technical writing certificate just to have a little something extra to make me look a little more appealing for future prospects, you know, whatever may come uh, and things like that. Um, so not really exciting, unfortunately. Uh, the Oh, uh, and we're preparing for the in-laws to come visit. Uh, they're going to be flying in tomorrow night. Oh my God, so, the owls. They're in Are nice. they taking owls? Like, how are they flying in? Uh, brooms. Or strong carriages. Brooms. That makes sense. I just thought Ivy's family would come in with like pets or animals would guide them in or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I thought they'd be surfing Storks. in. I thought they'd be surfing in on a tide of mice. They might be galloping. They might be galloping. Take the eagles from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Her dad would be killed her mom by Shadowfax. Yeah. yeah. Trot, trot, trot. Oh, it's... they're here. They're here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I see it. Um, I guess I'll go real fast. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, maybe Carrier Shark. Yes. Oh, man. We haven't talked about Carrier Sharks <laughs> in a while. Great company. Uh, <laughs> so, I think, you know, for me, real fast, um, I honestly haven't really been doing anything. Just like Buddy, I'm going to be starting a new job tomorrow. You would think um, it was Black History Month so, or something. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, other than that, I haven't really been doing anything too too fun. I've been doing a lot of gaming. I re I refinished the Spider Man Remastered for the PS5. Um, did all that, all the DLC. Now I'm replaying Miles Morales. So that mostly I've just been doing a lot of magic. Playing a lot of magic, building a lot of decks, you know, playing games. That's that's pretty much it. I don't really have time for much else. So, um, and I think we think we can go back to Chris. And Chris has left the podcast. All uh, right, uh, great. Uh, his spirit is still here. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> his, his spirit's oh. still here. Well, guys, uh, looks like we have to figure out how to get Chris's spirit back in his body. Uh, so we're gonna head out. <laughs> <laughs> So as usual, <laughs> for the Brew Dudes, my name is Avery here for Buddy, Chris, and Brad, and we'll see you guys at the movies. Bye! Thank you for listening to this week's episodes of Brews and Reviews. As always, Brews and Reviews would like to thank you for tuning in, and if you liked what you just listened to, please subscribe to the podcast, give them a like, leave a review, comment on the episodes, and tell your friends about the cast, as it really helps the algorithm get the show out there. If you want to follow the Brew Dudes on social media, check them out at the Brewcast Crew on Twitter and the Brews and Reviews Pod on Instagram, where they post information about current and upcoming episodes, and so that you never miss a second of their drunken adventures. The Brews and Reviews Podcast drops regular episodes the first and second Wednesdays of each month, as well as special deep cuts episodes once a month, and is available on every major streaming service, so be sure to check back for more inebriated mishaps. So until next episode, we'll see you guys at the movies. Bye.